Uh, as you know, we were supposed to watch New Year's Evil, but we right. didn't. Right. Well, we did, but we didn't review it uh, for an episode. Yeah. Yeah. We uh, we gave it the big veto. Yeah, veto. Uh, I think we both sort of agreed that uh, that it sucked. <laughs> Frankly, I believe the review I gave was something like negative uh, fifty billion. I think it, that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and yours wasn't yours wasn't far off from that. I it mean, was we... it wasn't far off. However, the soundtrack is a ten. The soundtrack is an absolute ten. Uh, and that's why it's I so hear, sad. You know, to be honest, it is one of the best movie soundtracks of any genre. Absolutely, it's so of good. Of any genre, it is it is incredible. And not only is it pleasing to the ear, it is very fascinating right because it, it sort of features this unknown underground band who sort of has one foot in the punk scene right and one foot as just an all-out balls to the wall 80s rocker yes exactly really really good stuff the band is called shadow it is evil <laughs> yeah i mean first five minutes when oh, this so movie good. gets going right when that when that riff starts when we hear that riff, we know it's coming, so we start freaking out, <laughs> right? We just start freaking out. I mean, we're just headbanging at that point. The best ever. It's so it good. So good. <laughs> and that's the problem. It hypes itself up so much. And the beginning with the band, nighttime, cruising along the, the highway, you know, in Hollywood and, oh, just amazing punk aesthetics and then all of a sudden something goes very wrong with that movie if something goes horribly wrong and you know i kind of uh have been have been telling you i'm advancing this theory that if this movie would have been a saturday night fever style film right you know and i don't know what we're calling those by the way a neo musical yeah or, i or guess so half musical something to that extent a musical coming of age film does that yes, work yes that would have been so good yeah if it if it would have been one of those this movie would have been in my top 10 film list so i think the problem is it should have been a movie about the band shadow yeah and i don't really know of another movie where the movie band so outshines the entire rest of the film Right, this has never happened before. So, it, it's so sad. They even outshine everyone else in terms of acting. In terms of right. acting. And, and they only have a few scenes. So, look what that says. But, see, this is the magic of what's called being cool in real life. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, when you appear on camera, or when you appear anywhere for that matter, if you're cool, you're cool, right? And so... Not only did these guys actually want to be in the film, right? They ate it up. They the movie starts them cruising around in it's a beautiful so Lincoln convertible. Oh, that's what that is. Okay. They're they're cruising around in one of those long Lincoln convertibles and uh, just sort of enjoying the nightlife. They're on the way to their concert. Yeah, it should have been a movie about cruising for a bruising. 
<laughs> exactly. That's exactly what it should have been. And that should have been the tagline. Exactly. The I know. And so, so. My, my other thing, so if it wasn't going to be a musical style soundtrack heavy movie, then it should have been set in New York because I had a big problem with this kind of Ramones punk club CBGB's vibe being set against Hollywood has been actors. It just, it was not working for me. Yes, it's worth noting that the second the music stops, <laughs> yeah, the, the, as soon as people start talking, we're going to find out one of the main problems we have with this thing, which is that all of the actors suck or don't want to be there. Yeah. One or the other. It, my, my theory is, you know, a lot of actors who have big egos feel that slasher movies are below them. Right. You know, they don't want to be there, uh, especially with the sort of image that slashers had in 1980. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, whereas, you know, if they made some sort of neo-slasher today, everyone would love it. They'd be giving interviews. They'd be representing it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, it wouldn't be good, but... <laughs> mm -hmm. So I personally don't feel comfortable enjoying a film where the people in the film don't enjoy it. And that's exactly where I'm from. Being such a fan of slashers, I think it was an inside job. <laughs> I have a I have a conspiracy theory that yeah. that one of maybe the director, maybe one of the actors was passed over for Friday the thirteenth or maybe even <laughs> Halloween. Oh. And this is like a revenge <laughs> movie to really exploit everything they could about different aspects of slashers but taking it to a ridiculous extreme to actually make it look really bad to make slash to give slashers a bad name because exactly. they they heighten the that are kind of not at all relevant to slashers but but are associated with them in in some way and so you know like um female characters or or the killer having some kind of relationship with a female character which we could go on for 10 years about starting with yeah, Pamela, you know, Pamela and Jason, mother, son. But in New Year's Evil, it's just a guy. We see his face at the very beginning. It's just some father son thing. And they really hate the wife. Like it's not, they just make, make her into this like stereotype of trashy Hollywood. And, and it, that doesn't make any sense to me for the larger slasher genre given that we have such amazing girls in other movies. I was just going to point that out. Uh, we're going to do spoilers here because we're not going to review the film. So right. uh, let's note that she of all people, the quote unquote final girl in this film, uh, you could not ask for a worse final girl. She's not a girl and, even. She's a mom. Yeah, she's... Uh, I mean... Like 54. Not that that can't happen, but it's not... To me, it doesn't work. It just doesn't work to it, me. It doesn't work. It doesn't. Oh, this really seedy underbelly Hollywood. And, you know, the mom has a, obviously a big problem with her son. And this the dad pops in out of nowhere, who's the killer. And and he kind of just... Then when we're already leaning to the son, which is why I have another problem with it, because they should have... Or the other... They yeah. should have picked one or the other. Yeah. Not both. They should have had one of them in the mask the entire time. 
and the fact yeah. that he he jumped to his death at the end made no sense to me whatsoever. Okay, that was terrible. And also the fact that they showed us exactly who the killer was in the first 10 minutes of the film, right? They right. took away the greatest element of watching these things. Guess the killer. Suspense, people. <laughs> we, we love playing that game. We have always loved playing Guess the Killer. You well, know, and all, yeah. all of the little clues they give, you know how we always picked up on the clues and we're like, oh, it's so-and-so. Right. We love doing that. And and they robbed us of that. And they didn't do it in a way that was passable. You know, if you're going to tell us who the killer is, they need to be an icon. They need to be a Michael Myers, a Jason, a Freddy, mm -hmm. you know, something to that extent. So this, this movie kind of wedged itself in the middle. It told us who the killer was and gave us a completely boring killer. And so for me, there were honestly very, very actual slasher tropes. It kind of just ends up being uh, a movie about this guy who takes his own weird problems against his wife out on other people. And it's not creative or imaginative. There are no, um, there's no artistry to it, you know, like the um, visual, right. visual effects or the, uh, you know, like the Tom Savini artist that actually worked on um, the kills to, to make them interesting at least. And, and so there's, there's no build up that, that kind of suspense that, that, leads to something happening so i feel like that that really they were trying to piggyback off of halloween by just having a holiday near right but it's not right. it's not a slasher movie and so it just kind of has this guy who's killing people they don't take tropes in any kind of progressive way at all so the soundtrack ends up being the best thing about the movie and that's kind of why it got a veto is because I think it's an inside job <laughs> and I'm upset. Yeah, so when you first told me that, which was, uh, I believe, right after we watched it, uh, I thought you were joking at first. <laughs> not. <laughs> I'm not joking. And because that's a classic old Anne's joke. So, you know, I was like, okay, she's, she's just sort of exaggerating this. But you know what? You're absolutely right. And <laughs> I came to agree with you. That is the only sensical explanation here. This film had to have been made yes. by someone who read one of the damning articles about yes. the genre and, and, and sort of noted every single one of those negative things that was right. said about slashes at this time and decided to make the movie about all of those negative elements and, and exaggerate them and exploit them. Yes, exactly. So exactly. it's it's really really bad. It, it comes across as someone who is trying to make a statement that this genre is stupid and trashy. If anyone else watched this thinking, okay, this is the genre that has so many people, you know, right. that's beloved by so many people, it doesn't make any sense. And so that's why I think maybe it was like a writer who tried to to maybe get in on Halloween or Friday the 13th and his script was passed on. And so I think that's, <laughs> I think that's who's behind all this. And then they exactly. wanted to bury everything after. Exactly. And, and so, you know, here at the pod, we have integrity and we really love these films. So right. we're not, gonna, we're not going to bullshit the listeners and, 
you know, if if we notice these things, we're going to have to call them out. Exactly. We, we, we have to do this because that's our duty here. And look at how far we've come already in, in just a few episodes. I mean, we have discussed some grade A classic films. You yeah. Know, classic films. This just, isn't one of them. No, 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 no. Coming from Friday the 13th to... Uh, Black Christmas, going to Happy Birthday to Me, just amazing, amazing movies. And yeah, we have to be honest because we're representing slashers. We want to represent them well. And if if Nears Evil trying to be an insult to slashers, then to me that's an insult to us. You know what they did? They they essentially um, they they took Saturday Night Fever and injected like some sort of eighth grade school project <laughs> slasher yes. film. Oh, I know. We have gushed them at mm-hmm. length yes. on every possible academic level. Right. And every possible philosophical level and every possible sociological level. I mean, we have truly deconstructed these things. We're noticing what's going on. Yeah. And the strong final girl is part of what keeps the castle from crumbling. Yes, it does. You must have that. If you don't have that... There better be something else. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, the movie better be absolutely perfect. Yeah, exactly. A strong final girl, because it's going to come crumbling down very quickly. Yep. And, you know, in, in absence of one of its most soulful elements... Exactly. What you are essentially left with is a trash film. Yeah, and that's just not what we're about. We're not about trying to represent slashers as trashy. We're actually right. trying to point out the the complete opposite. Um, yeah, I, I was actually appalled. Um, yeah, it, it just was not. It, it was not representative, and so that's why it was banished. Look, look how much. Do you remember how much we talked about, uh, you know, let's let's use Friday the 13th, too, as an example here. <gasps> oh, how much favorites. have we discussed Ginny oh. Friday the 13th, too? I'd say. You know, we, we have discussed <laughs> her for years. Ginny for, with a for, chainsaw? Ginny with a chainsaw. For over 10 years, probably 15 years, we have been discussing the awesomeness of Ginny and her final showdown with yeah. Jason. Yeah. So it's it's not just the final showdown. We observed her through the entire film. Right. And we took note of her characteristics. We I mean, appreciated her. You know, she was a cool person. To to the point though of like New Year's Evil and your point about, oh, there must be something else going on. Okay, so you could take Friday the thirteenth part three as an example. Not, mm-hmm. not my favorite final girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, uh, Jason <laughs> Jason finds his mask. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So that's what I mean. If if you don't have one of the elements, you better have some other combination that makes it extremely interesting or suspenseful or yes. fun um, or you know so- something that holds it together as a movie. Yeah, and what did we do with that film? Remember, we gave it two ratings. We said... We did. If Jason had not found his mask, 
then this movie would be like a four. Right. You know, but because finds the hockey mask and sort of became what we felt was our favorite representation of himself. Absolutely. You know, because it, the movie had that going for it, it was a terribly flawed film that happened to be the only film where Jason is at his absolute best. Oh, the best. I love part three. Jason is the best moves. He's, he's, he's so good. Oh, he's like, he, I mean, go back and listen to that episode. Probably part three. We did review it because, you know, aside from what we just said, it's, it is a good uh, Jason movie, obviously. Yeah. Um, so we still, we will represent it here. Like, look at how we're sure. willing to still represent it. And honestly, I would say I would really like to see it in 3D because I think yes. that that everyone who watches it who who's not able to watch it in 3D is at a, yes. an immediate disadvantage anyway because that's what? what they intended and we can't view the movie the way that the crew intended. So immediately there's kind of pull going on. Oh yeah, we're dealing with a an omnipresence of 1983 visual effects right. that are not even coming through because we're not wearing the necessary equipment, 3D glasses. Right. Uh, and it's worth noting that we wore 3D glasses. We did. <laughs> we did. We did. We wore 3D glasses. You can see the post. Um, we were absolutely, you know, of course it was just in 2D because we were watching it. We were streaming it, but we still tried. We were representing, <laughs> um, but that's what I'm saying. See, that's fun. If there's not some element that you can latch onto, then that that they're trying to to demonstrate, then I really don't see the point, you know. And and maybe slashers aren't supposed to be taken so seriously. Okay, sure, but then you better be a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you better be a hell of a lot of fun because otherwise all, all we have is a really crappy film, you know? So we severely disliked New Year's Evil on every possible level. We didn't like the characters. We didn't like photography. We felt that it was insulting to a true fan of the genre. Yep. It did not follow the sacred rules of a slasher film. It did not come across as being fun in any way. It did come across as being extremely sleazy. It did, and that is why it is banished from the genre. New Year's <laughs> Evil, you are officially banished. Banished. Do not come around. You've been 86, <laughs> you will not be served here, okay? Nice, banished. However, Shadow, uh, you may play a concert anytime. Anytime. So big shout out to Shadow, the awesome, awesome band that had the misfortune of being featured Ugh, in a terrible so movie. So, so sad. Look, if there's a reason to watch this movie, let's just be real about it. Watch it for the band. And oh, tell watch it for the street. band. Uh, oh. Because I, I, I guarantee you guys will love, love this band. You know, go, go check out New Year's Evil for that. Oh, absolutely. Back. Like, buy the soundtrack <laughs> if you can find it. It is so, so good. I wish, wish, wish that band had been in the later 80s 
slasher. I the possibilities. I mean, I I'm so sad about it. Honestly, I think Shadow with a nightmare movie, like oh. maybe a part, you know, in part five or six or something. That would have been top Would have been amazing. So, uh, so that's why New Year's Evil's banished, but Shadow is. Um, so aside from that, Happy New Year. <laughs> Happy New Year. That's, so, the, that's uh, the thing. We, we weren't, we're not going to let some shitty film bog down our New Year. So oh, no, we no, are no. still very much celebrating. And uh, we're actually going to, we're going to give some resolutions there, but we've decided to call them something else. What, what have we decided to call them? Pseudolutions. Pseudolutions. Okay. Yes. So, <laughs> so pseudolution. I was going to say too, we're definitely not, um, we are not giving up on the genre at all. We're improving it by banishing that movie. <laughs> oh yes, to be um, very clear, um, this, this, the removal of this film from our canon here only frees up space for another one of the hundred or so excellent films. Yes. And uh, we're, we're, we're just going to keep the party going because we're hot off the heels of Happy Birthday to Me, which we loved. Okay, corkscrew! <laughs> Pseudolutions. Wait. Pseudolutions. Uh, but also, what, do you, what did you have for New Year's, though? When we, were, when we were watching New Year's Evil, we had, let's see, I had champagne. I had noisemakers. Awesome. And so... <laughs> for uh, prom night as well, since we're moving to another amazing final girl and getting back to that classic vibe. I still oh, yeah. have champagne. <laughs> okay. So that's like, but, but pseudolutions, what are your pseudolutions? Well, I've got two of them. And sticking to the principle that I would like to set uh, resolutions that are attainable. Uh-huh. Um, rather, excuse me. <laughs> My first pseudolution is to get the show notes up on the website. Show notes! So that's something that, uh, that I'm sort of behind on, and I'm going to remedy that, and uh, that's going to be really, really fun to do. So I've got a second pseudolution, actually. Ooh. And uh, this one is, is is rather spicy. Oh my goodness. So my second pseudolution is for us to do a live episode of Slashers and Suits. Yay! Our first one. Those are my pseudolutions and, and I'm feeling great. Happy New Year. What are yours? Yay! I love that. I definitely want to say a pseudolution is to do a live episode. Mm -hmm. because we here at Slashes and Suits have YouTube, we have Twitch, just because. <laughs> oh yeah, just because. Just because we're everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> just because we're everywhere. I definitely want to, to make some merch, maybe a t-shirt with our logo on it, I think would be really fun. Hey! <laughs> Which, yeah. if you haven't seen, is a knife and a suit jacket. <laughs> I love it so much. I would wear, I'd wear, I'd wear that shirt every day. And I love it. And to to get some of the oh, it's you stickers out because I just love that. 
being, you know, we're, as we're watching Canadian slashers, it's so much fun. So much fun. And then, let's see, my biggest solution though, would be to, to try to keep doing Slasher Saturdays um, through the new year. Oh yeah, that's 100%. I'm with you there. Uh, we've got a very good rhythm going and uh, it's onward and upward from here. Yay! You know, let's, let's keep doing what we do, which is to enjoy magical films that we grew up on and, oh and love so much. Yay! You know? and, uh, I'd also like to say that uh, we, we may maybe have not mentioned that we're finding all of the films on Amazon Prime. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah, I just wanted to sort of clear that up. Uh, you know, we, we sort of give a timestamp at the beginning where we say three, two, one, play. Yes. And the do that is because this podcast is, is actually a watch along. Yes, it is. So you want to you wanna press play as we do mm -hmm. and just sort of experience this with us. It, yes. It'll really add some, some depth and some clarity to, to what we do here. You know, we're just we're just hanging out. We're just hanging out, loving these. Oh yeah, the the pizzazz. <laughs> the pizzazz. The pizzazz. I love it. And yeah, so definitely try to find it, try to stream it along with us. It's really fun to to watch along. Um, and if you notice, there's always some background music in our episodes, which is from the 1982 classic He Knocks. He knocks. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up, Knocks. So if you didn't do a watch along, go back to any of the old episodes. We've got Black Christmas uh, and Friday the 13th parts one through four, as well as Happy Birthday to Me. So next up is Prom Night. Oh, ho, 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 ho. and you know how excited I am. I do. You know how excited I am because I, I have not been able to hide how much I love Jamie Lee Curtis. Okay. Um... And, and she was in fine form in prom night. Let yeah. me tell you, you know, so she's doing her thing and the entire film from yeah. start to finish sort of epitomizes what we call the fun. She's your girl for sure. Yes, yes. <laughs> I, you know, fair warning, I'm gonna give it a really high rating. I know. I'm gonna give it a really high rating. I love the film. Ooh. Uh, I, I'm, you know, most importantly, and we're going to notice this oh, no. to the extreme coming off of New Year's Evil is, <sighs> is, is that, uh, people were trying to make a great slasher in prom night. They were trying to make a great slasher. Yeah. And unlike New Year's Evil, you know, every 10 seconds, there's going to be something that makes smile. I'm excited. And the cinematography is going to be on point. They're going to do all those cool little slasher things that we like so much. So, you know what I think is fun? What's that? <laughs> I can't when wait. We, when we get to later years, and obviously uh, 1987, which is right. the year of the classic Hinox sequel. Yes. <laughs> I think uh, I'm going to want to do a little Hello, Mary Lou prom night, too. Oh, I was wondering if you were going to say that. <laughs> I was wondering if you were going to say that. And do you do you realize that there's a third one? 
Oh no, really? There's a prom night three, it's like uh, 89 or 90. Oh, hilarious. Okay. Yeah, it's a, uh, uh, it's kind of a mess. <laughs> oh my but goodness. I was, I'm, I'm, I'm really glad that you brought that up because I was actually thinking the same thing. Really? Uh, right before, right before we started recording, I, I sort of, uh, thought to myself, you know what, there are three prom nights. <gasps> there are three prom nights. Oh this, this my is a God. series. So, while it is rather awkward, oh, um, no. when, when there are so many years between... Yeah, no kidding. It, it is rather awkward when you have a sequel to a film that came out during the golden era of slashers right. much later and fair warning the sequels have nothing to do with the original okay so they have nothing to do with it at all oh my goodness in fact hello mary lou prom night 2 plays out like an episode of are you afraid of the dark which, by the way, is the greatest show of all time. That was excellent. And there was an episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark <gasps> where some girl died some some way and her locker was haunted or something like that. Yes, yes, yes. Right? So this is a theme that's explored all over the place. Uh, lots of R.L. Stein novels. Oh, my goodness. Novels, by the way, huge. R.L. Stein, Christopher Pike, uh, Lois Duncan the 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 uh the authors that essentially made slashers in novel form for young adults you were all over Earl's time <laughs> yeah i actually read everything that he wrote back then um not the goosebumps because uh those are actually for kids but the fear street series the super chillers the thrillers oh, yeah. what R.L. stein was doing is revolutionary he, he was he was using the exact same formula that slasher movies use except right. doing it in a novel doing right. it in a novel and clearly aiming it at people who are like 14. yeah totally clearly and uh oh, that's so and, cool and, and in order to do that he had to be up on all the latest slang mm -hmm. so these, these books are just filled with great uh late 80s and early 90s language and i love it and, and, and they are 100% slashers in book form. So, you know, check those out if you can. I don't know where anyone would get a hold of them today. Oh, they're so fun, though. They are, they are truly incredible. And my reading comprehension went up dramatically because of how many of those things I read. Oh, of course. I would, Absolutely. I would back to back to back. I became completely addicted to them and... Yay! Just like what happened with Halloween, Friday the 13th, and Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. Uh, in a reaction to R.L. Stein's popularity. Yeah. Christopher Pike came out. Mm -hmm. And then Lois Duncan came out. And, and both would sort of operate the same way. They would be making sort of uh, young high school slasher type novels. And they were excellent, and you had to guess the killer. You were on your Yay. edge of your the entire time. Uh, so I can't recommend those enough, and those contributed to my love of slashers and vice versa. 
I love that. When you're reading those, I was reading Babysitter's Club. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that's fun. And watching Little House on the Prairie, as we mentioned. It's so true. The episode of Happy Birthday to Me. Oh, I love it. Right? Which was a great tie-in. Exactly. But, uh, but yeah, uh, Hello, Mary Lou, Prom Night 2 sort of plays out like an Are You Afraid of the Dark episode or perhaps a Goosebumps. Awesome. I think, uh, I think I, yeah, I'm going to want to Prom Night 2. It, it has that 1950s, something happened in the 50s, and, and now there's a ghost at the high school. Yay, it's always one of my favorites sort of a story that every student who ever goes there is aware of, mm -hmm. you know, and haunted yearbook pictures and lockers and all this great stuff. So Yay. we're definitely, uh, definitely going to be getting a heavy dose of that. Mm -hmm. So I don't know when we should cover those, but we'll figure it out because we're going to be in Canada for a while. Oh, we will. And I'm I excited. Absolutely, I, I just can't wait. To, to dive into prom nights, uh, we need to figure out what to bring for the prom night viewing experience. Um, uh, I, I don't have, know if you have ideas. I still have champagne. <laughs> okay. Um, maybe I'll what bring else? some fruit punch. Oh, fruit punch. Isn't there always a punch bowl back oh, in the day? Oh, that's true. All right. Yeah, that's true. Um, you know what? Let's, if we both do that, maybe could we have like a glass of... Uh, Fruit punch, and then we'll spike it in true prom fashion. That's perfect. So we're gonna have some spiked punch. How about that? Wait, did you go to prom? I did not. Yeah, neither did I. I, I have never been to a prom. Yeah, me either. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, so, so this kind of stuff is is wicked fun for me. Oh, totally, I me too. Love, I absolutely love it. <laughs> uh, Yay. You know, I think we just watched Carrie instead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my um, goodness. Oh, it's so funny. This is going to be our first prom experience. Yay! Okay, so I'll pick you up at eight. Okay. Have my fruit. No, I'll have my flask. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. That is absolutely perfect. Yay. So, so hopefully, uh, if anyone is, is going to be doing the watch along with us, uh, get yourself some fruit punch. We're going to the prom. Uh, so we're going to watch prom night right now for our watch through. And we'll be back with you guys tomorrow for Slasher Saturday for the watch party. We sure will. And it is going to be absolutely incredible. We're going to be wearing our letter jackets. We're going to have our fruit punch spiked fruit punch Woo. that is i'm gonna shake hands with the principal you know Why? what i mean i might even do a little bit of dancing i might cut a rug okay Ooh, so you might I get will... detention oh ho, ho. <laughs> dare i say it i might even get suspended okay? <laughs> i might even get suspended but i am gonna do it up because prom night is Genuinely one of my favorite slasher movies. I have made no attempt to hide that. Nope. You've called me out on it several times. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and I love that because you're right. I have such a bias. You know, I love Jamie Lee Curtis so much. I know. But this movie is going to be absolutely excellent. 
We are ready to go to school. Yes, I'm we gonna are. I'm going to pick you up at 8 o'clock. Perfect. Be there, be square. Hey, see you guys then.